I'm Elton Barker, and you're listening to CC Shorts. My guest today is again Dr. Jodie Cundy of the University of Toronto. In this CC Shorts Extra, we find out what first attracted Jodie to classical studies and what scholarship has inspired her thinking. So this is the, the, the follow-up. Follow-up interview to the to the great epic length <laughs> uh, excursus through Pausanian space that uh, Jodie's just taken us through. Um, how did you get into classics in the first time? Ooh, um, well, I suppose in grade four, I did a report on Greek sculpture because I liked it, but no. Uh, <laughs> I had Latin in high school and I didn't really get bitten by the bug. And, and when- high school was where? In Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Jean Vintrois. Um And uh, when I started university, I started in uh, fine arts, in studio arts, actually, drawing and painting. And with my youth and lack of experience, I noticed that I, I didn't think I was producing very important works of art. And I thought I needed more context, actually I needed more education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for some reason, I thought that meant I should start at what to me was the beginning. So I started taking classics courses. And before I knew it, I had actually completed a degree in classical civilization. So I graduated with that. Now, I took Latin there and... Uh, but no Greek. And after a stint working in advertising, uh, I decided I wanted to go back to learn more slash do more with classics. And uh, I approached the University of Toronto in their classics department. And I said, well, you need Greek. So then I started reading Greek uh, and spent actually two years doing language classes there before I started my master's. And the funny thing that happened was I had thought I was most interested in women in the Roman Empire. And as soon as I started reading Greek, I... You realized you weren't. <laughs> no, I just, I really fell in love with it. I think I think there's something about the shape of Greek. Um, I mean, the particles are hilarious and charming, but there's something about the shape of Greek uh, with with the morphology that makes me think of grape clusters, that you could have ideas that are shaped like they've got a stem and then you've got all these bubbles of ideas and they can be a whole, but with so much richness. And I just I found that so fine, charming. Your fine art training is, <laughs> is, is serving you well there. Yeah, so I, I, I fell in love with that. And then, and then ultimately, I really, I fell in love with the, with the Agamemnon, which I still think is mind-blowing right. to this day. And what, what was it about the Agamemnon that, that blew your mind? It's the imagery in the poetry. It was the way that that you get such strong visual sense from from the language uh, and and of kind of bits of thought stuck together mm. in a way that is so rich, mm. you know, blooming with corpses, the sea, you know, this mm. kind of stuff. Mm. Um, the winged dogs, and I just I, I found it very very charming, and I also found Clytemnestra just truly terrifying and so interesting mm-hmm. in so many ways. So I think that's that's kind of how uh, classics took over my life. I always thought, you know, oh, I'll, I will get this out of my system. But no, you're still digging through it, right? Yes, I know the feeling. And in some ways, I think it maybe was a bit incidental. I think maybe it, it could have been another discipline. It could have been something else. Uh, but as it, as it goes, I still have a lot of questions. Uh, 
and other things to read that's and other position. things to say. That's a good position. I think it's a lifetime endeavour. Yeah. Um, was there a piece of scholarship that really inspired you in, in those days and made you think, oh, actually, this is the kind of thing I want to do? You know what blew my mind was my introduction to structuralism. Right. So, like, Le Jardin d'Adonis blew my mind. <laughs> uh, it just, it was so clean and... Uh, and and just gave you such a sense of power of being able to see these large patterns. So it was a bit heartbreaking to see that, like you know, structuralism has its flaws and have it break down because you know you just felt like the answers are here. No, um, but uh, I, I really I loved being introduced to thinking about how ideas could point to deep structures and how material culture, uh, which I was always very interested in and text could be working together is moving towards basically mm -hmm. discourse analysis so mm -hmm. yeah let's say Les Jardins de Denis blew my mind you know and actually Simon Goldhill's deconstruction of DK blew my mind I, I which also relates to East and which remind me of the article or chapter uh, you know I don't remember what it's titled but it's it's on DK um Would that in, been the in reading, East and, and re reading tragedy book yeah, it could be. Yeah. And it's basically how how you have different actors within the 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 play all using DK but meaning very different right. things yeah, yeah, by yeah, it. Yeah. And the way that one shades into the other. Yeah. And I, I really, really liked it. <laughs> Blew my mind. You're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and final question, what's the article or book, basically a piece of scholarship that you've really, really enjoyed recently? That's again perhaps blown your mind. Um, no, her name is impossible to say, and it looks nothing like <laughs> how you say it. But Karen Navili's book on reading fiction with Lucian. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like reading fiction with Lucian. I think fakes, freaks, and hyperreality. I believe is the title of it. Uh, and I I find her analyses of Lucian to be so insightful, so compelling, and they have that same kind of neatness and um, power to elucidate that I think I found with the structuralist work when I encountered it. So I, I'm hoping that it won't fall apart for me now because <laughs> you know it's truly really inspiring, very very articulate and and very insightful. And one of the things that you know she basically um, has helped to clarify for me is is this broader, um, let's say, social context uh, for basically a, a Wunderkultur that like the, the Roman Empire in the second century is like quite obsessed with marvels and with miracles. Um, and that comes through her her readings of Lucian. Ah, oh, okay. That sounds. I should be reading that. Yes, you should Thank read you. it. You should definitely <laughs> read it. Um, yeah. No, she's great. And yeah, so I guess actually it's not, that wasn't the final question. So the final question is, what's the title of your book going to be? Because you're here in Oxford, yeah. basically turning your, basically, that's, that's the covering for a lot of agony, I'm sure, but turning your PhD into a book yeah. with Yaz. Yeah. Um, where's that going to be published, hopefully? And what's the title of it? Do you have a title for it yet? Uh, it'll be um, the, like, Pausanias' Periodesis, The Reenchantment of Hellas something along, oh, nice. those, lines. Something along nice. those lines yeah and then i will keep my fingers crossed that it will go into the the cambridge university press greek culture in the roman world series okay. 
we'll all keep our fingers crossed yeah. for that. <laughs> Thanks again, Jodie. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to CC Shorts with me, Elton Barker, talking to Jodie Candy about what first got her hooked on classics. In the next episode, you can hear me talk to Stuart Dunn, Senior Lecturer in Digital Humanities at KCL, about the history of place in a digital age. If you've liked this, please do subscribe to us, Classics Confidential, where you can find out more short interviews and longer themed episodes. Or else, check us out at classicsconfidential.co.uk. Until the next time, this is Elton signing out. Thanks for listening.